Hi, this is Amanda Burse, also known as Marcy Rhodes Darcy, and you're listening to the Married with Children podcast. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. What's up, Patreon members? Here we are, Season 5 Wrap-Up Show, as promised. Can't believe it's here already. My name is Al, and I am joined by Jamie. What's up, Jamie? Hey, everybody. You know what? I cannot believe it's here either. Ugh. That blows my mind. I feel like we just did the Season 4 Wrap-Up. Well, that's what happens we go weekly, I guess. And time flies. It's hard to believe it's here. Dan is not with us at the moment. He may be joining us later. Maybe not. We're not exactly sure. I think he was. I think he's sitting in Labor Day traffic. He's following the sun. I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he hopefully he can hop on here. But we have a ton of stuff to get to, guys. As you know, all the Patreons know. For the patrons, they all know how it works. <clears throat> Season 5 wrap-up show will consist of the classic thing we invented, sex points, top five episodes, least two favorite episodes, favorite character moments. This time we peppered in uh, our favorite boyfriend of Kelly's and hottest chick on the show. That'll be a ton of stuff going through all the characters, going through all our favorite episodes and why. Uh, we'll talk about our favorite moments. And I guess, what do you want to get to first, Jamie? Um, something small like... Um, um, my hottest chick of the show. And I don't really think this is going to be all that surprising to most people. But uh, there are actually two played by the same person. Wow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She actually, what I meant to say was she actually played two different people. Okay, wait. Let's have everybody use their brains. It could either be Butter Lefkowitz, and then she was Bud's girlfriend in the next episode. Then she even was a girl in the supermarket, I believe. Then we have um, the girl in the supermarket where Missy dropped something, and then she was in Al's Fantasy in the 666 Part 2. Who else played two parts? Flopsy was in Weenie Tots, and then she was also in 666 Part 2. And the girl in the roulette wheel in the Las Vegas episode came back for 666. And Pamela Anderson was in Al with Kelly and also 666 Part 2. So it could be any one of those, so it is no more narrowed down than it was before I started this. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. But you actually brought up you brought up an interesting fact as as you kind of brought home and summed up how many people did multiple characters this season. Mm-hmm. But it was actually Pamela Anderson Ooh. who played uh, Cashew in Six 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 Part Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just 
back then especially. Uh, a side note, I saw her the other day. Um, uh, she was on the new match game. Oh. The, the Alec Baldwin match game. Right. And she looks good. She's. It's weird with her. She was never able to maintain her pop culture status. She's a weird one that way. Yeah, I feel like it's probably a couple of things. One is she made some interesting career choices. Mm-hmm. Barb wire was not received all that well. <clears throat> of VIP, I don't know if, if anyone even remembers that TV show. That I do. Did. I remember that. Yeah, with the other two chicks. Do you know I actually have the video game? <laughs> they made one? There was a video game for PS1, and I still have it. Wow. <clears throat> is it good? No. Oh, so it's like the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no, it was kind of goofy fun. You know, not good, good, but goofy fun. Right. You know, so there were things like that. Plus, there were there was always, like, drama. Yeah. But interestingly, the whole sex tape thing didn't really work for her like it did for Kardashian. No. Uh, you know? The Kardashian's still relevant. Probably the reason it didn't really do for her what it did for Kim is that her drama and her peak as far as her as far as Hollywood's concerned was pre-reality show. Right. So like all of the stuff that happened to her happened to her before we were glutting ourselves with reality shows. So that didn't that is what kept Kim Kardashian, for instance, relevant. And keeps. Keeps, yeah. Well, I have a three-way going. Yeah, right. Hey, anyway. look at you. <laughs> Only in my mind. Well, let's go over a couple first. We got Pamela and the other hot babe in Al with Kelly, the ones that were pillow fighting over Al. We got all the chicks and Kelly bounces back, Tia Carrere. Last show, the one who kissed Bud in Buck the Stud. The one chick came back for one final appearance in Do You Think I'm Sexy? Terry Weigel. So she made, and then we had Rhonda Shear in that same episode. So that's a lot of chicks right there. I'm sure I'm going to miss a couple, but I'm just trying to do a quick overview. Yeah, then you got Bobby Brown, all the chicks that came back in 666. So there's a lot to choose from here. I My three-way goes to the Al with Kelly pillow-fighting babes, Pamela Anderson, and Becky Mullen. And then I'm going to also have Bobby Brown in the mix. Now, if I had to choose one, I guess at the time, I'll do Pamela Anderson. Because, you know, that was the hottest chick in the 90s. Guys, let us know what you think. You can post in our Patreon in the group in the comments section. Or uh, do it on our normal Facebook. Let everybody know what they're missing. You imagine that? Everyone listening to this, imagine this. These people, five bucks, can get them so much content and they won't even do it. Imagine that. After all we've done. That's assuming the people listening aren't going, Jesus, I paid five dollars for this? <laughs> <laughs> now let's, let's hop over. No. For ten dollars, we'll do the show in ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> 10 bucks, guys. That's it. Come on. We got Kelly's boyfriends. A lot to choose from. I'm going to cut this real quick, though, because we have a lot to get to, even if it's just me and Jamie. I'm going to say that this is very telling. Now, I think you'll agree, Jamie. One guy we're not picking is Matt LeBlanc. Well, how do you know? I haven't said it yet. Well, I just have this feeling. So what that means is, <laughs> <laughs> what that means is he can't even win this. 
So how could he have possibly been good enough to win us over watching an entire new spinoff show centered around him and his dad? So let's see if you did not pick him or not. Let's find out. I'll tell you this. Top of the heap is showing up somewhere on my list. (laughs) Well, it made everyone's list, I think. (laughs) Which list? Uh, Okay. So my favorite boyfriend of Kelly's this season was... Jake from One Down, Two to Go. Whoa! I got oh. a brother named Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has to be. That's my pick, too. He's the greatest. He's the best. I really wish his name was Saltwater. <laughs> right, because that's the hardest part. Saltwater is the creepiest. You ever see the movie um, uh, Death Warrant with Van Damme? Yes. You remember The Sandman? Yes. Tell me Saltwater didn't grow up to be the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is just perfect. Oh, it's like he dehydrated and then ended up with sand. Wow, salt water into sand. That's weird. I don't even mean to make that connection. Yeah. So salt water is, is fascinating for tons of, you know, we don't have to even explain. I'm sure it's obvious why he's so fascinating. But that would normally be our pick. But man. How can you not pick Jake? Right. He looks like Jax Teller in a headlock. He says, whoa, to everything. (laughs) I got a brother. He's got so many brothers. And Kelly's been with all of them. (laughs) Mongo, Lester. I got a brother named Mongo. (laughs) Who has a brother named Mongo? (laughs) I don't know. I'm glad my brother doesn't have a brother named Mongo. Because that would be my name. (laughs) (laughs) And his name is my name, too. (laughs) Jake came back. You know, sometimes they come back. <laughs> Very next day. Yeah. He thought he was a goner, but the Jake came back. And his left eye still wandering from the last time. <laughs> yeah, Jake got it all, man. He got the wall hit, the banister hit, the door hit, the throw. I mean, whew. All right, so now uh, let's get to sex points real quick now. Depending on how much... Uh, you put into this, you you may be very disappointed to find out what we discovered through this season. Every year, every season, we see uh, sex points. What it is is if Al gets out of sex, he gets a point. If they have sex, Peg gets a point because that's what she ultimately wants. He ultimately does not want to do it. So even if Al has to do it for any reason, he still loses out. Because, you know, he don't really want to. He was forced into it, so he's still a loser. Well, <clears throat> Al racked up. He got out of sex six times this year. Six times. Peggy blew him away with 274 times they had sex in this one season. Most of those from one episode. Oh, yeah. I think 270 <laughs> is from one episode and that's what it's called and baby makes money now here's what's going to kill you Al would have won Peg only had four sex points individually all season they only had sex four times except for that one episode so is that true wow yeah Al was actually winning except for the big oh, hit no. yep he, fought, he almost won one year you know what I was going to say is I feel so bad keeping tally because he's never going to win. (laughs) 
It's almost like his the whole show arc, right? But he almost did. And then it's like they had to do – it's like they, they went and did that episode just to spite him or something. <laughs> they knew that somebody would count these things. Now let's get to favorite character moments. So we go through every single character and just say really quick our favorite moment and or episode of them. Buck, favorite moment of him. You know, I would really love to say it was one of the moments when he was talking or whatever, but – and it's not like I hate – like I, I don't like the episode. That's not it at all. I, I like the episode fine. I It just – I kind of think that some of Buck's best moments are when he's randomly doing things in the background. Like you'll see something funny. Like he'll – he just sort of nails jokes home a lot. They use him – subtly you know so they'll be saying something and then he'll just get up and run upstairs and yeah you know or he'll snatch something off the table and run out the door and those are the moments i think are funny you know when they try too hard uh it doesn't always land Hmm. but i do think it's it's i still enjoy that i enjoy the fact that he has a personality and everything right but I think it's often funnier when he's just sort of doing his own thing. Well, let's not forget the sad line where he says, at least I have the, d- the decency to die at 13. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, the sad premonition came true, though. I know. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I like the line. I don't like the reality. Yeah. Okay. That's yours. Um, mine... When he's dragging Al back and forth in the backyard in Buck the Stud. Um, I hate to be so on the nose and pick his episode. It's really funny, though. That's a funny moment. Yeah, that's just a great moment. And I, I, I thought they did a really good job of choosing the dummy size and weight. Because, you know, if it's if it's too light, you could tell it's just something disingenuine about it. And if it's not, not the right length or whatever. And, um... They picked every. It, it just seemed like it could have really been Al behind that leash at the back of the leash. So that was just really well done. Everybody did it really well. Buck did it good. He ran in his spots. The body didn't bump or do anything weird as he was running. So it was just a good moment. And it was a good. Uh, the whole premise of Peg mentioning every bitch that's in heat. So that was pretty cool. So let's get to Jefferson. What's your favorite moment of Jefferson, the new guy of the show, season five? He showed up on Married with Who? Well, funny thing is now Jefferson has a lot of great moments this season, I think. Mm -hmm. However, to me, my favorite thing is when we first meet him. Yeah. And he has no idea who he's married to. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, and, he's, and he comes over, and he's like, you know, you know, thinks maybe he's married to Peg. He thinks he's married to Kelly. He's all excited, you know. And then there's Marcy. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, to me, that's my favorite thing. When he walks over, and Kelly's like, "All right," and he grabs her, and she's like, "Bye, Daddy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Daddy. Oh my god. <laughs> that was something so hot about that, and always will be, though. I gotta say. Just like a hot blonde twirling her gum in a short skirt, and this guy that's like 10 years older than her just grabs her and takes her out to go have fun with her. Woo! And she says, bye, daddy. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, that is just amazing. <laughs> As if, like, she'd go along with it. She just, you know, 
She's like, well, I'm not going to tell him I'm not his wife. Well, that she would. If they hadn't stopped her. She would have. They, she would They'd be upstairs right now. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, funny enough, um, that is also one of my favorite moments. But I did choose something else of that episode. It's just the whole exchange when, when Jefferson explains to Al the whole Lake Chickamacomico fiasco. Because Al is so excited. He got the money from the wedding. And he used it to put his, you know, to pay off his retirement plot. And then, you know, he has the whole pamphlet in front of him for Lake Chickamacomico. And then <clears throat> this guy comes in and explains to Al why he went to prison. And it's because suckers are paying him for this toxic waste dump. <laughs> and Al's there. And then all of a sudden we cut right to the Lake Chickamacomico whole thing when Al and Bud are doing the uh, Andy Griffith ending. Yes. With the tails and... Arms. So, yeah, that whole thing was just amazing to me. Uh, now let's get to Marcy. Okay. Marcy also had a lot of great moments this season. She had a lot of funny lines. She was... Uh, I don't know. It was some of her prime stuff, I think. But my favorite moment was her with her was pretty much everything that happened during her wedding. <laughs> because her response to everything from from Buck being her sister to Bud make drawing the wedding photo. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my sister. It just that whole thing cracked me up. Right. It's that was just it was just really it was great. It was really great. And you know, all she wanted was a simple, tasteful <laughs> Wedding, and she had all these random people that she didn't know, and then there was the whole food thing. I mean, it just it was it was a fiasco. The whole thing was terrible. I feel really bad for her, but it made for some really funny stuff. And you still to this day, I have to wonder why would you ever trust the Bundys? Right. Why you have a sister? Right. Right. Well, remember how they changed their logic so that so that we would think that what something else is at stake rather than something else? Like it was, do you think we could trust them? And then Jefferson's like, sure, they look like. And he, go, and he goes, besides, who cares? It'll be closer to to the honeymoon. Yeah, remember our it'll, our honeymoon will be closer because we would go right to our house. You know, they changed what is important, tricking us into thinking. Oh, who cares? Even if the Bundys screw around, at least we're right next to our house and we could go have sex for a week. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Marcy moment is the whole single period that she went through with all of her boyfriends, everything that was going on, like during the, the gay guy episode, the dance show, when she was with all the sailors or whatever and the dance floor. Oh, yeah. 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 Um... Every uh, the stuff that she did in um, "Do You Think I'm Sexy" when she was into Al and everything for a minute, like she had so many. The guy she, when she was giving Kelly advice and one down, two to go, like there was just so much that. But I, I just love her whole period of being single, and she was like wild and crazy and just like off the chain. Really, that was like a side of Marcy I really liked. And I think it made me like her even more. And we'll never get it again, ever. 
So it was really a great little captured moment. So how about Bud Bundy? What's your favorite episode and or moment with Bud? Well, I kind of uh, mentioned it a little bit already. And it was, uh, to me, initially I had when he was doing the oil up the stud thing, <laughs> you know, for like a quarter. And the old lady, uh, I just think I think that's funny because he, he he's so pale and <laughs> undefined. Like he's such a, he's just a he has no muscle tone. No, none. And I'm thinking, why would anyone want to oil that up? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also do. I just mentioned it when he drew the wedding photo. Of, <laughs> <laughs> of, oh my god, that was the best. That. And that look so, on his face, so confident about it. That was so funny. I just, I never, during that episode, I never saw that coming. Hmm. Hmm. It just, it's it's something I never even considered was them having a photographer. For whatever, it just never struck me. And then when they mention it and Bud comes out, because you hadn't, they hadn't talked about it. You weren't watching him do it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that you were prepared for and you were waiting for a reaction from Marcy, which right. is typically how things go. You know, this was something that just completely came out of nowhere that you had no idea was coming. And I thought that was so hilarious. Yeah. I was like, copies will take four to six weeks or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if Bud ever made copies of those. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know, maybe some wallet sizes? Yeah, yeah, you never know. Imagine <laughs> if Marcy actually was so desperate, she said okay, and she put it into her wallet. She's like, well, that's, that's all we have. I like how Al wouldn't even get a Polaroid camera. Well, actually, no, Al thinks that highly of that, because remember, in season one, uh, 16 years and what do you get, Steve was looking through their their wedding album, and then uh, he goes, we videotaped our wedding. But, but Polaroids are nice, too. So, Polaroids are, are top of the crop for Al's level, you know? So, my favorite Bud moment is, you know, there's a lot. He's very consistent, always good. I could have picked anything. But something that really struck me was when Bud got revenge on Kelly at, in Kids, What Are You Gonna Do? When he took her money and spent it on the concert tickets, which was the revenge of what she did to him when he was gonna go with her to the tickets to see Jimmy Dick and the Nightsticks. You know, I almost chose that. Mm -hmm. It was so... It took years. We even gave the exact month, years and months as to how long it took him to get that revenge. It's weird. Nobody really mentioned anything about that in the comments when that's a thing probably you never heard anyone on Earth put together, but I don't know. I think people, you know what it is, Jamie? At this point, people take take it for granted that we're just that damn good. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's my favorite Bud moment. Kelly. Wow. Your favorite girl, Kelly. Now, what could possibly be your favorite Kelly moment of season five? Well, there are a lot, but again, I don't think this is going to be surprising to anyone who pays attention when they listen to the show. And that is when Kelly invents the Bundy Bounce to introduce the new Alante. It's so funny you say that. Okay. For some reason, <clears throat> we talked about that episode in our last show, Buck the Stud. So 
my wife heard me producing that show. She heard that part. So we're laying in bed to go to sleep. We just got done watching Basic Instinct, which we never saw in our entire life. It's from 1992, and it's always, really it's just always something you hear about, but you just don't think you'll care. And God, I'm so mad. <laughs> so, wait, you don't you didn't like it? No, I loved it. Oh, okay. I was. I mean, I I have seen that movie probably 20 times. I love it so much. And here I am. I went through my whole life without it being a part of it. So, guys, if you're listening, go watch Basic Instinct. It's on Netflix. She says, "Can we hear the review of that while we're laying in bed? I, I you know, I, I don't want to watch TV. I just want to hear about it." So I was like, "Oh, okay." And plus, I get to hear our show and see what we said because I, you know, I kind of forget a lot of things. So we're playing it. Can you believe in that show? You said Kelly is a oh yeah, or she could cross her legs at will, something like that. Because remember, she was walking around with the book on her head, trying to be a model. Yes. Yeah. So I said, oh, yeah, she could cross her legs at will. Well, could she learn how to cross her legs like Sharon Stone and cross them at me and forget about Will? Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. I have never mentioned Basic Instinct or Sharon Stone in my entire life on a podcast. And my wife wants to hear a random episode. And I mention it. An hour after we get done watching Basic Instinct for the first time in 27 years. That is crazy. It's almost impossible. It's just because we talk about these bizarre coincidences. That's one of them, guys. Imagine that happening. Like, you'd never watch something in almost 30 years. You watch it, and all of a sudden you play something, a random episode, and I talk about it there. And it's just an hour after we saw it. So my wife just couldn't believe it. Her face went pale white when she heard that. She's like, this can't be real. That's There's no way on earth you just said that, right? I was like, nope, I said it. Now, when you went to listen to the episode, did you remember that you had said that? No. <laughs> Never. Well, coincidentally enough, mine is a dead tie between Kelly Bounces Back and One Down, Two to Go. I just love the moments. I love when Bud says, I think you got it. And he's smiling at the door when she goes, I know I've got it. Hey, remember she was all excited because she just made the bounce? Yeah. That was great. Because he was genuinely having a reaction. And then I love one down, two to go. Because as I told everybody in the beginning of the episode, that was the first ever episode that I had on tape, on VHS tape. Back in the 90s, obviously, it was a big thing to record things on VHS tape on your VCR. Because, you know, there might be some 20-year-olds listening to this being like, what now? (laughs) No, not download, not stream. You taped things. So that was the first Married with Children I ever had on tape. And when you're that young and impressionable and the show is not on, you just keep watching your tape. Trust me. I must have watched this episode 50 times before I turned 20 years old. I just love One Down, Two to Go. It's ingrained in me. And it's just amazing. And that's where Jake is, right? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize. And so the first thing I ever saw in Married with Children on my tape was Bud barking at the TV. So, let's move on to Peg Bundy. What is your favorite Peg Bundy moment and or episode? Okay, for Peg, I have... It's actually one of her mean-spirited moments, but <laughs> I think it's... I, th- I still think it's funny, even though, you know, I don't love it when she's mean to Al. Like, it, I love Al, and it hurts my feelings when she's mean to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh... 
Sorry, Christine. <laughs> I don't I don't always love it when she's mean, but the this is one of her mean moments that I think is actually very funny. And it's the end of the Weenie Tots episode where she's eating all the Weenie Tots and he begs her not to eat all the Weenie Tots and or not to open. Oh, not she hasn't eaten them. She hasn't eaten them. Sorry. She's opened them. Yeah. And he, he begs her not to open it because obviously it can't be exposed to air for very long or he won't get to eat it. And she just does it anyway. <laughs> it's relentlessly funny. Um, for Peg and my favorite moment, I guess my favorite moments is probably like the dance show. Uh, one of my other favorite ones in We'll Follow the Sun is when she gets out of the car and just walks home and hangs there and eats and watches TV and then comes back to the car to sit there in traffic. <laughs> like, how amazing is that, that you could get out? And why would you want to go back to sit in that car again if you're already home? <laughs> It's just great, you know, like, so it's hard to pinpoint with Peg. To me, I just gotta, throw, you know, think of them all and throw them in. And we all know Dan's favorite moment of Peg is when she's baby-feeding Bud, and she's singing, Hush, little baby, don't you cry. Mama's gonna get you a pizza pie. Remember how much Dan hated yeah. that? <laughs> He hated that for some reason. I don't know why. I always liked it. Okay. <clears throat> now we get to Al. And then after we're done with him, we get to our least two favorite and top five episodes. Uh, so the show is just flying by tonight. Okay. Favorite Al moment of season five, Jamie. If you will recall, there was one episode this season that struck me so hard on an emotional level. Yes, I know. Uh, it's funny. I think we have the same thing. Yeah, this is... I didn't have to even contemplate this. I didn't have to think for a moment. Going into prepping for the show, mm -hmm. this was the first thing I had mm -hmm. before anything else. I was like, well, I know what my owl moment is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just... Even thinking about it, Makes you well up. Kind of, it does. I absolutely loved, loved, loved the end of the unnatural. Yeah, it's funny because I picked that same episode, and of course that exact part is blended into my pick. But the specific I got to was basically when Al didn't cross the the plate and basically got on the mic and told everyone to kiss his ass. <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite moment. Absolutely. Get to we have two more topics left. Two the least favorite episodes. Remember, we never want to end on a whimper, so we start off with our two least favorite. Jesus, this phone. We start off with our two least favorite episodes, and then we hit our top five, ending off at number one. So, Jamie, what is your? I don't know how you do two least favorite. I guess what is your? Your less least favorite. What out of the, the two? What is the better one of least favorite episodes? All right, this is going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. I know that already. Oh, when no. we originally talked about this episode, people were looking forward to talk us talking about this episode, and it just ended up not being one of my favorites. And I'm sorry about that. Part of that is also because it was the way we started the season. 
and I kind of just wanted something better to start the season. And that is, uh, we'll follow the sun. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I'm just doing what everyone else is doing right now. Okay. Hold on. Let me catch my breath. (sighs) What did, okay. We're hurry up. Get to the part where you say, I'm just kidding. Please hurry. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just didn't really care for it. Wow. Will Follow the Sun, an iconic episode of the Bundys sitting in Labor Day traffic. Jamie didn't find it good enough uh, when it goes against every other episode in season five. Now, Jamie, was it... The lack of jokes in the car, lack of jokes in the house, the speech Al gave, the the ending, the you, you must have liked the fight they had on the freeway. And- yeah, there was. I mean, there there are things about it I liked. There were. It's just overall, I found it very disappointing. There were this. You know how I feel about the speech. We went through that whole thing when right. we talked about the episode. I just didn't care for it. I, I think it could have been funnier. I mean, and then when you boil it down, I mean, we spent the season opener sitting in a car. (laughs) I mean, it just didn't seem all that exciting to me as the opening episode of the season. So the the other season opener was hot off the grill. Now you can't compete with that. That was so big, you know? And that's how you start a season, I think. Right. And then the other season opener was he thought he could, where Al has the overdue library book. So maybe you're right. But see, I also am not crazy about how we ended this season. Not that I think it was a bad episode. I just don't think Buck the Stud is anything monumental to end a season on. Yeah, they didn't have good bookends. Yeah. But of course, that's debatable. You know, I'm not saying that we'll follow the sun is bad, but I see what you mean. Well, Stephen Scott did mention he, he knew where Sweeps Month is and... We should probably pay attention to sweeps because that's when shows try to get high ratings. That way they could see what to charge their commercial dudes. You know, anyone advertising is going to pay more or less depending on what kind of ratings they got during that time. So he figures that that might be the reason that we got those big back-to-back two-parters during the time that we did as opposed to waiting to air them on May 19th, which is the season finale. So he feels that they did that to drive up the ratings, and that's the only reason for the release times. That's possible. Yeah. So that might be the reason I had sort of not an iconic episode to end the season with. Yeah, my second least favorite is uh, Look Who's Barking. I just did not get it. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Wasn't that the one where Al also was waiting for a cheesecake? So that, that was pretty enjoyable. And that guy froze out in the front yeah. lawn. Yeah. That was cool. But I just couldn't stand Cheech as Buck. I don't like the different voice. I don't like the personality, how he's trying to be cool. So, I don't know. And, like, the whole premise of him and this other dog, the only payoff to any of it, to me, was the ending when he got the dog to eat Al's cheesecake. Other than that, I mean, I just... No. But I think me and Jamie have the same number one least favorite episode of season five. So go ahead, Jamie. Let everybody know the obvious. Well, I I was going to say when you said 
you know, coming in second to second to last or whatever is not a bad thing. Like, you know, I agree with that. However, coming in with coming in last is so it's always <laughs> bad, especially when you're this one. <laughs> because there this is a this would be a low point regardless of when it aired during the season. First, last, middle, I don't care. But the fact that it was the 100th episode, and I've said that a lot, I know, I keep harping on that, but to me, it's a big deal that they wasted their 100th episode, not only on something that wasn't married with children, but on something that wasn't married with children, and it was terrible. Right. And that is top of the heap, which is the bottom of the pile. <clears throat> Oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, how ironic, right? Top of the heap is bottom of the pile. Yeah, that's my pick. I know it's Dan's pick since he gave a zero out of five. <laughs> Pretty obvious. Just a stinker. And the only people who got to hear our review of that are you guys, our patrons. So thanks again for supporting the show and glad that you guys get exclusive content. And I think you've been getting exclusive content pretty regularly lately. You know, we've done, um, forgot one, the thing we did right before that, but I know that we did that. Everybody else had to wait two weeks for a show. You guys didn't. Now we got this pretty quickly after that. So that's the two bottoms for us. Okay, so what is your number five? Uh, top five now we're going to. Top five episodes of the year. What's number five for you, Jamie? Number five for me is Al with Kelly. And I know it's an odd episode because Peg and Bud aren't there, really. I mean, they're for like two seconds in the beginning. And so that seems kind of weird that such an... Uh, an, ep- an episode that is such an anomaly would make my list, but I just really enjoyed this one. And, you know, I love the relationship between Al and Kelly anyway. And when we get good moments with them, it just makes me really happy. And so I like this episode. Yeah, that's the famous episode where Kelly keeps ringing the bell because she's sick. Al keeps having the fantasies about the blonde babes. Kelly keeps interrupting them. It's uh, an amazing episode. Great premise. Uh, you wonder how it's going to go. Not a dull moment. Kelly ringing the bell to a rock video or Buck having it in his mouth and he rings it. And Al just keeps getting interrupted. Like, oh my God. And you just want to kill Kelly when Al jumps into bed with the two chicks. And then he wakes up mid-jump. Ugh. Just heartbreaking. But, yeah, great episode. Great pick for number five. Uh, my number five pick is Do You Think I'm Sexy? When Al moves the couch into the house next or across the street or something like that. Rhonda Shear's couch. And she just thinks he's hot. And although, for some reason, everybody simultaneously thinks Al's hot. No one really knows why. And Al becomes this amazingly like sophisticated guy wearing suits to work, changing his underwear, and then he just realizes, why am I attractive? I'm married with children. And then he actually morphs back into normalcy on the couch right in front of everyone's eyes. Uh, just an amazing episode. Everything about it's great. Bud ringing the doorbell and getting shocked. Everything. All right. What is your number four top five episode? Okay, my number four is The Godfather. Nice. 
Do you love when Marcy and Jefferson buy into this and kneel in front of him and kiss his hand? That cracks me up because, again, I, you just have to wonder over and over again, how many times are you guys going to go for this? <laughs> but, uh, you know, Al doing the voice. He's doing the, you know, the, <sighs> the Godfather voice. I'm the Godfather. Now you come to me looking for favors. I love that. I love the whole, once again, uh, Kelly manages to bring it all down. <laughs> Just bring it all crashing <laughs> down. It, uh, it's, you know, yeah. Great. And doesn't, and is completely oblivious to how, which blows my mind. But yeah, the, this was just a very funny episode to me so I love well, Kate, Bud brought it all down by taking the photo of her and the guy right well yeah but I mean she doesn't like remember when she like it's in the paper and she doesn't even seem to yeah, she doesn't even care care yeah amazing I love that have something so devastating to one bunny is absolutely nothing to another well my number four pick is Al with Kelly where Kelly's sick ah! ringing the bell yep so we just talked about that. So what is your number three pick of the Well, year? my number three is Do You Think I'm Sexy? Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I love Al when he gets all, when he gets all, he gets front clean under, not, not even clean, but new underwear. Yeah, in a tube. I mean, that's something special right there. <laughs> he has a three pack of Hanes and two he hasn't even worn yet. <laughs> so the fact that he has new underwear in a tube and is consistently changing him is incredible. Um, now, when I watched, just a side note, when I watched Al with Kelly for the show, my wife was sick just like Kelly that whole week. That was pretty weird. She literally had a blanket on her and all the tissues next to her just like Kelly in that episode as we were watching it. How weird is that? Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me anymore. I know, it's just a part of our life now. It's like, yeah, well, so great pick so far. They're pretty consistent now. Um, so my number three is The Dance Show with Homer Simpson. Oh. I am not surprised about that. Yeah, we had a great time with Aaron Duncan reviewing that one. That was really cool of him to come on and help out with the show. Just so, such a fun episode, so unique. Al, quote-unquote, turning gay just to have the lifestyle he's always dreamed of and a lot of people like they didn't understand our humor with that review me and Aaron weren't implying that every gay person is a cliche like one's a girl one's a guy uh, they like to do this they like to do this uh, how come they didn't do this when they always did? what we were really saying is on a TV show that aired at this time that's what you expect one to always do because that, that's what they always go for we're not saying that in real life everybody fits this mold of course not that would be ridiculous to think that you know, and that's true particularly during this time there was you know there was the idea that if you had a gay couple Someone was, quote, the woman. Right. Even a lot of times with women being gay, one of them, they always say, is very butch. They have the spiky hair, the cut-off plaid shirt they wear, you know, things like that. Like, that's just sort of the humor of that time. So when we were expecting it, like, even Jamie made the joke. She was like, did you guys learn all your, everything you know about gay people from, and then you named a TV show and stuff? But you didn't really believe that. You were just doing the joke. You were, you were being funny, too. 
but that's the thing. Like, we were going for that. That's the mindset we were in. We can't tune it to today. You have to do it from 30 years ago. So, that was just a great episode. I love when they were, they had to take their wallets out of their pants, put it in their socks, and they did it in reverse when they left Peg and Al went back to Peg. Like, all that stuff was just amazing. Like I said, said Marcy and her whole thing with all the guys and stuff. <clears throat> amazing. What is your number two top five favorite episode of the year? Uh, my number two, I've already mentioned it once, and that is The Unnatural. Yeah, y'all. I actually had a little bit of a battle with myself Hmm. as to whether or not this might make the top of my list. But there is one episode that I did that I do just it's iconic for me personally. And I happen to love it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But this one, me, I've already said it earlier. It affected me very deeply on an emotional level. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm crying during this episode. When does married with children ever make you cry? But this it really, really hit me. It's unlike any other episode. It's completely its own thing, but there's something really, really special about it. Yep, Sven Hungstrom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not. A big blonde guy looking like Thor chewing gum the whole time and not speaking is... It's not really the biggest part of the episode, but... (laughs) No, just kidding. Yeah, that really is a great pick. It is so sentimental, just every moment of it. Even the build-up, it's just because you know where it's going, you know the emotional weight of it all. It's just, uh, it's a special thing. And that was the fourth episode of season five. That's funny because you showed up, Jamie, in the fourth episode of season four to become a regular co-host. So you've been on this show for basically two full seasons barring missing the first three of season four. Amazing how fast it's all gone by. Two years you've done. That is really unreal. Yep. Well, my number two pick of the year, season five, is Married With Who. Like Jamie mentioned already, the wedding was just... You were bombarded with jokes, inappropriateness ludicrous moments um, appalling actions everything about this episode was jaw-droppingly shocking like everything everything about it I mean what an amazing start for Jefferson how could you even if if he didn't pan out you'd say that was he was amazing there or it was just great to have him just for that episode like but luckily he He's, you know, the test of time proved that he is amazing. But just like think of that, how amazing of an intro that is for a character. You just couldn't believe it was one thing after another. Nothing was okay about that wedding. And then, of course, as we just mentioned in Buck the Stud, sadly, the line that was from that episode where Marcy, Al suggests having the wedding in his backyard, and she goes, your backyard is Buck's toilet. Now it goes, no, your backyard is Buck's toilet. And then we found out in Buck the Stud that that is not true. That's very sad. <laughs> That's one of the sad things about doing our show when you realize little things like that. I'll just never get over that. No, it's kidding. But just a great episode. Amazing intro. So, wow, here we are at the end of the show. Jamie, what is your number one favorite 
episode of season five, Married with Children. Okay, my number one episode of season five is the new Alante. Actually called Kelly Bounces Back. I mean, I said it at the time, is one of my all-time favorite episodes. It's one that I have carried with me from the, the original airing. I've always loved it. And it's, for me personally, a very iconic episode. Oh, absolutely. Wow. I did not expect that to be your number one pick. See, I know I did Captain Obvious with mine now. And you didn't go that route at all. My number one's not even in your top five. And it's almost like it had to be. It's the biggest, most iconic episode of the whole season. But for some reason, you didn't pick it. What is your number one? You better shop around part one and two. That's obviously the pick most people are going for. Would you say that's true? I mean, look look at all the feedback. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Everyone's favorite. Uh, Matt Thompson sent in a clip of it when we were having our 100th show clips. Alyssa Padilla sent in when she sent in her 100th show clip. She said that that's her absolute favorite Mary with Children ever. I mean, I think it's a great episode. I really do. It's very funny, but I... And being a two-parter... Top five now. Really? Wow. Yeah. Historically, and this is across the board every TV show, I'm not a fan of two-part episodes. Huh. Now, for here, for discussion purposes... It doesn't really matter for us because, you know, with this show, we're watching it however we want, whenever we want, you know. Um, Right. But as a rule, like my whole life, I've never been a fan of two-part episodes. It kind of annoys me to have to wait. (laughs) Yeah, now we don't have to wait. But now we don't have to. So that's not, that does not factor in. I just... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a very funny episode, but to me, well, I mean, season five was just full of them. It really was. It, there was a really good, really, really good season. Well, you do realize that all three of us gave both episodes five out of five. Yeah, I did. I loved it. It's not that it's it's not that it's not good, but I mean, look at there were so many other ones. Would you say it's in your top six? Would it make number six or seven? Um, if we kept going with the list, to live for, yeah, it would have been there. Okay. It definitely was was a consideration. Right. But, um, I mean, when we have things like Kelly Bounces Back and The Unnatural that means so much to me, I, I, it's, I can't. Can't do it. Yep. You know, can't do it. Like, do you think I'm sexy and stuff like that? Like, no one's going to pick that. And they're certainly not going to pick that over All Night Security Guard. That's another one that people are going to think that we were wrong. I don't think they'll think we're wrong. You know, you can't say you're wrong about what you like the most, but I think people will be shocked that we didn't pick All Night Security Guard. People may be shocked that we didn't pick Weenie Tots. Dude, All Night Security Dude. Oh, did I say what, guard? Yeah. Yeah, dude. People are going to be shocked that we didn't pick Married with Aliens. Oh, you know what? I That's so funny because I fully, fully, fully expected that to be on your list. Right. Well, it would have been on Jerry Herring's list. Yeah, for sure. I just really thought that was going to be on your list. I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I wish Dan were here. I want to hear what I would love to hear what his choices were. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, maybe he'll send something in. I could put it at the tail end of this. Who knows? And people are going to be shocked. We didn't pick. We'll follow the sun. That, I know, is going to shock people and upset people. Not only that it didn't make the top five, but I act, but that I actually had it on my two worst. They're good. That's, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just didn't like it. Well, there you go, guys. That was our top five uh, to review. My top fives was Do You Think I'm Sexy, Al with Kelly, The Dance Show, Married with Who, and number one, You Better Shop Around Part 1 and 2. Jamie, what was yours as a recap? Mine were Al with Kelly, The Godfather, Do You Think I'm Sexy, The Unnatural, and Kelly Bounces Back. Yep, top fives. We did have several that matched. Yeah, that's cool. That's all the verification I need. What's up, guys? It's Dan here. Sorry I couldn't make it to the nudie bar. I had a little car trouble coming back from Route 666, but uh, that was a great show, Alex and Jamie. Uh, That was awesome. So I am here to give all my highlights, lowlights, and everything in between of Season 5. Overall, what a great season this was. You know... This is the Married with Children that I remember when I used to watch it back in the day. Uh, It always had that balance of cartoonish with all the things that Married with Children had when it started, which is, you know, a lot of the internal family stuff. And I just thought it was a great balance uh, and, and so much fun. Furthermore, doing the podcast... Wow, what a year it was. Like, we just had the best time. Some some of the, the funnest shows that I've ever done has been on this podcast with Alex and Jamie. So, I gotta say that, you know, it's just been a pleasure doing this show. And we've had some great laughs, some great times. And, you know, it's great to check out all these new episodes that I've never seen before and see them in, you know, in a linear way and and have perspective overall. So what what a great time to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, like I said, time to get into it. These are all the highlights and lowlights of season five, starting with my favorite moments from each character. Uh, so going down the list here, um, my first one is from Al. There's so many, first of all, but I I decided on this one because it's such an iconic line and that being, uh, Hey Al, did you miss me? With every bullet so far, Peg. Uh, it's just such a classic line. Um, Alex has said it many times before. It's just great to see it in its context and and with in all its glory. I thought it was fantastic. So that is my favorite moment from Al. By the way, this was really hard to narrow down because there's just so many. But um, these are the ones that just popped into my head. Uh, my favorite moment from Peg is actually not a comical one, but the monologue that she had at the end of The Unnatural. And we got into this when we reviewed the episode, but it was just, it was very different, and uh, it gave off those Gemma Teller vibes, too, and and it definitely showed Katie Seagal's uh, acting range, so that's my favorite moment from Peg, and and it was was somewhat off-putting when I first watched it, but once I watched it again, uh, I thought it was great, and uh, I thought it added a lot to the show, too. 
my favorite moment from actually this one includes Kelly and Bud in a conversation that they had towards the end of the season, uh, a episode that we just reviewed. And the conversation <laughs> goes like this. Uh, I'll check his underwear. After all, he only has one pair. Now, bud, you take the closet. Kelly says, appropriate for you, bud. And Kelly, honey, you take the backseat of the car. And bud says, appropriate for you, Kel. It was just so perfect to see them going at it back and forth. They both got fire lines right there. And I thought it was hilarious. And it was just very well written, very smart. It played to both characters' strengths and... It played to, you know, obviously who they are as characters, too. I just thought it was it was perfect, and I liked it towards the end of the season, too, because it just encapsulated everything that uh, the Bundys represent, and uh, more so how the dynamic between Bud and Kelly has evolved, um, it, meaning how great the jokes are now between them, and I just thought that was a great representation of that, so... That that is my favorite moments from Bud and Kelly. Now it, it is difficult, like I said, to narrow this down. But at the same time, I just thought that that was perfect. That that covered everything just in that one conversation right there, and I absolutely love it. Obviously, Bud and Kelly have had great moments, um, but I chose that one for my season end review here. So. Uh, Okay, so who do we got left? We have Marcy and Jefferson. My favorite Marcy line, I mean, it's it's hard because a lot of them are always at the expense of jokes, uh, notably from Al. <laughs> so I think one of my favorite Marcy moments is uh, is the, the infamous episode when Jefferson showed up and she says, all I know is I woke up this morning with a man in my bed. I don't even know who he is. And Al says, well, that's easy. He slept with you. He's the stupidest man on earth. <laughs> like, I just thought that was so perfect. And like I said, Marcy's great because, uh, I mean, as an actress, too, you know, to take a role like that where you basically just get beat up every single episode, you got to be a great sport for that. And, uh, and you know, some of the best jokes involve her, but are at her expense at the same time. And I thought that was perfect. Now, the Jefferson moment, you know, there was quite a few of them. Um, I liked when he first showed up. We talked about it. It was kind of um, kind of odd the way he came in. Uh, very, very strange. But at the same time, as it progressed and he kind of settled into his character throughout the season... Um, I just thought it was so much fun to watch. And it actually, my favorite moment, and this is more of a testament to, I guess, the show altogether, more, uh, more so than it is to him as a character, was, uh, <laughs> was when, <laughs> was when they were, uh, when they were in the grocery store and he got his foot ran over. Like, I literally just thought that was the funniest thing. Obviously, it was by mistake, but it's just one of those things that made me laugh and it involved Jefferson. And, uh, you know, like I said, I do love his character. And he definitely serves a purpose. It, it lightens things up a lot on the show, and um, and it brings. I don't know. I just I just like the dynamic that Jefferson has always brought to it. But uh, that moment just just had me 
just had me die and just had me laughing. So, yeah, those are my favorite moments from Season 5 from all the main characters on Married with Children. Okay, going down the line here. Um, so, favorite boyfriend of Kelly's. And we all know she had quite a few, uh, but it's got to be Jake. For obvious reasons. I mean, it's got to be Jake. Just classic in so many different ways. Uh, I won't even say the line because we've <laughs> said it to death this season. But just just classic. I loved it. Um, and it was just so much fun. Let's see. Hottest chick. I, okay, this may be an unpopular opinion. But I would have to go with Heidi. From Home Improvement, uh, Debbie Dunning. Um, and I know that there's, you know, we got uh, Tia Carrera, we got Pam Anderson. Uh, if we're talking my personal taste, though, I would have to go with Debbie Dunning. And plus, too, it's like Home Improvement was one of my favorite shows growing up, too. So that was uh, that was fun to see her. It was fun to see her come back as well. So, so yeah, that would be my, uh, the hottest chick of season five. Uh, okay, let's see here. Now, oh, we're already here. We are at it. <laughs> so before I get into my top five favorite episodes, uh, I gotta, I gotta go over the worst ones. Um, the two worst episodes that were a part of season five. Now, overall, season five was great, but you know, th- it definitely had some weaker ones. Um, and those being. <laughs> One, look who's barking, uh, as I'm sure it's no surprise to anyone. I mean, we ripped this one apart. There was just, there were a few things here and there that worked, but overall it just, it didn't work for any of us. And uh, and also, too, I feel like they, um, it was a missed opportunity to, uh, to, to put the spotlight on Buck. So, yeah, uh, Cheech Marin did not help that episode at all, and that would be Look Who's Barking. Now, the next one, and listen, I don't know Jamie and Alex's answers for this, but I am gonna take a guess and say Top of the Heap is on there. (laughs) I know I'm going on a limb here, but, uh, you know, and it's also kind of unfair, too, to the show in a sense, because technically it's not, well, technically it is a Married with Children episode, but it's not. So you almost can't hold them, hold it against them. But at the same time, it is part of it. So that's why I included it. Man, it was just horrible in every sense. Um, I do enjoy sitcoms. Um, I, I, I do find a lot of entertaining aspects of ones that I don't even like. Um, this one barely had any. It was just really bad overall. Uh, the jokes weren't funny. It was very predictable. Every Italian joke you can possibly put in there. It was just, it was just weak on every level. But at the same time, like we said on that episode, it, it almost makes you appreciate Married with Children more. So yeah, season five overall was great. Um, and those were, I would say, the the worst two episodes of the season. And uh, like I said, you can't even really hold one of them against them. So, yeah, great season overall. So, speaking of how great of a season it actually was, here is my top five favorite episodes of season five of Married with Children, starting with number five, Wabbit Season. I loved it. It was perfect. It was a perfect mix of, um, of like I said earlier, that cartoonish vibe, uh, literally, 
that that the show kind of adapts in the later seasons, uh, mixed with the other greatness that is the the um, the the fighting between the Bundys, and um, it was just great. I just loved it. Uh, great episode. Just a lot of fun. It went by really quick. I just it's just a very enjoyable watch. So that's number five, Wabbit season. Number four, I mentioned earlier uh, with that scene at Peg at the end, which is The Unnatural. Um, I just thought it was great, man. I just thought it was so much fun to watch. I, I, I love anything to do with baseball. I loved um, just seeing Al do his thing and, and get respect in a sense. It was, just, it was just so much fun to watch. I always like episodes like that where, you know, it's they're, they're, they're doing a family activity or playing a sport or something like that. So, yeah, and I had never seen that episode before. Um, I think I had seen maybe parts of it, but seeing it in its entirety, I just, I just had a lot of fun with it. And like I said, that end scene was very jarring uh, at first. But the more I watch it, I, I come to appreciate it more, and uh, and I love it. So that is number four. Uh, so number three would be, this is kind of cheating a little bit, but um, it would be Better Shop Around, uh, including parts one and two. Uh, <laughs> there's just so many great moments. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing to think about where the adventure started in the grocery store to where it actually ended up. Uh, I thought it was all over the place in the best way possible. Just so much fun. Um, bringing in, uh, what's his name there, uh, from Leave it to Beaver there. It was just, it was perfect. And it was just, like I said, it was a lot of fun. They even added in, um, uh, you know, Marcy and Jefferson at the end, where they weren't even needed in that episode. It had so much, but... They, they were added, and they added a lot. It added to my favorite moments of the season, actually, as kind of a, uh, a mistake, as a blooper, so to speak. So absolutely loved it. Better shop around. That's my number number three. Uh, number two is We'll Follow the Sun. Uh, I believe it was the first episode, right? First episode of the season, and I just loved it. I, I thought it, I, you know... It's funny because I go back to that and I watched it again and I like it now more than I did when I first reviewed it. And the parts that I liked about it were basically exemplified by the fact that these are the Bundys. This is a quintessential Married with Children episode. I like how it was basically they were in traffic the whole time and, you know, once again, taking it out of the house, so to speak. And just that end fight at the end was just so hilarious. And we've talked about it before, but, you know, the jokes are great. And I think you need them for what I'm about to say to work. But I love it when the Bundys come together. I just absolutely love it. There's just something about that where they hate each other so much. But at the end of the day, they got each other's backs and, uh, and they'll, they'll kick some ass in traffic. So number two would be Wolf Follow the Sun. Uh, fantastic episode. Uh, and my number one episode, this was tough. This, uh, First of all, I don't like lists. Like, I always find it tough because depending on uh, what day it is, like, my list could change. But um, this was always in the running, and that would be Married with Aliens. Um, just a great, fun episode. Just so over-the-top and balanced the comedy perfectly. Uh, just It was just so much fun. And more importantly, though, 
when we podcasted on this, some of the conversations we got into, I had never thought of myself, so that's a testament to Jamie and Alex. And man, we just had so much fun talking about this episode. Obviously a classic episode, too. It's one of those that you just know, like, and you've seen scenes from. And I don't know, I just love it. Like, even thinking about it now, it brings a smile to my face. So, yeah. So, that that's it. That's my number one. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. Once again, sorry I couldn't make the show. I'll catch you guys next time in the Nudie Bar. And uh, I will see you all at Season 6. Peace! No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. Thank you again for being patrons of the show. We appreciate it so much. You know, as you can see... Not many people are hopping on board as as I expected. You know, there, there's so many shows that have like hundreds of patrons, even if it's a dollar. Like the the idea that people won't even throw a quarter to you for each episode because there's four a month is shocking. But you are none of those people. You are really good people. You appreciate hard work, dedication. We're not doing it but for that, but it helps. It definitely helps. Like I said, we, we had to buy new microphones. We had to pay for the artwork for our show. There's a lot of things that we pay for a little bit along the way. Trust me. There is money that uh, is spent on this show. And thanks to you guys, it alleviates some of those bills. So we don't exactly get paid to do this, but it makes it so it's free to do it on our end too. There you go. So thanks again, guys. Always appreciate your support. We'll try to get a few more videos out in between these kinds of exclusive shows. So, thanks again. That was your Season 5 wrap-up show, and we'll be back next week. So, Jamie, Season 6, here's the episodes we have to look forward to. A two-parter right away. She's having my baby, one and two. If Al had a hammer. Clues, cues, and blood. I think that's a great one. I remember this one. Looking for a desk in all the wrong places. Buck has a bellyache. If I Could See Me Now, God's Shoes, Two-Parter, Kelly Does Hollywood, Al Bundy, Shoe Dick, that's the return of your girl, uh, Tracy Lords. Yay! Yep. So this is how Sinatra felt. I Who Have Nothing, The Mystery of Skull Island, amazing ending to that one. Uh, it's iconic. Just Shoe It, Rites of Passage, The Egg and I, the first return of somebody who left the show. <laughs> yep. My dinner, I guess Jerry will be on that show. My dinner with anthrax. That's the music we use in the beginning of every one of our episodes while we're talking in the very beginning. Psychic Avengers. High IQ. Teacher Pets. The Goodbye Girl. The Gas Station Show. Iconic. The England three-parter to end off the season. So guys, tune in for all that 
as we get out of the winter, into the spring, into the summer. We'll be traveling through season six, so we'll see you then. Yay! Later. <laughs>